Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. Follow us at Quirinstein Bears, the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Master Queef Theater. Shalom, my friends. Oh, I get an official Jewish greeting this evening. You do, this evening. <laughs> Whatever we're recording it. Whatever time it is near you, we're recording it. Yes, good good morning, afternoon, or evening, our friends, and welcome. What do they say in the Truman Show? If I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Exactly. Michael, that's your new closing. Oh, you that, have, no. Yes. No? Yes. I don't, I know. Don't argue with the producer. Uh, excuse me. It's my house. I'm the sound engineer. I cut this whole episode together, so what I, what I decide goes. Oh, it's my computer, though. Okay, anyways, next. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is CJ. And if you don't know who I am, you must not have a lunchbox. I'm sorry, but that is the greatest thing ever said on That's So Raven. Do you carry a lunchbox? <laughs> so random. I know, right? Oh, I... hi. And I'm Michael. You might know me. You don't know me. Who knows? I'm all over the internet. Are you? I don't know. Cool. Michael, let's go to a commercial. <laughs> Chris, we've been recording for a minute and a half. Yeah. Okay. I guess we're taking a commercial, everybody. This was an 80s hit. <laughs> Uh, someone grab her a towel. It's come on, Eileen. <laughs> That's a classic, isn't it, Nige? My name is Scott McGrath. The day before my eighth birthday, I fell in a pile of fire ants and suffered significant wounds on over 70% of my body. Since that day, I have made a solemn vow to kill every insect on planet Earth. I hate them with the passion of a religious zealot. Speaking of religion, of all the biblical plagues, I hate the locust plague the most. For the last 12 years, my white-hot rage has materialized in the form of my business, McGrath Pest Control. I have harnessed this unforgivable intolerance of insects and released the wrath of my fury on bugs in and around the homes of Houston. I will kill those bugs in any way that I can. Chemicals, my boot, my bare fist, or any other object that can end the life of an insect. Call 281-469-8240 and give me the honor of killing bugs at your house. I also hate rats and spiders. Go to McGrathPestControl.com. You're listening to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You know we're on a podcast and there's no commercials like the radio, right, CJ? Yeah, I know. But I just feel like we as entertainers, entertainers? need a break to sip on a delicious cocktail or a delicious drink to wet our whistles before we dive headfirst into what's going on. I keep forgetting to call you CJ and I keep referring to you as your government name. My government name? Government name. My government name. You can't find my government name anywhere. I, I mean, you can find my government last name places, right. but not my first name. Right. Michael, how has your week been it's been great you know um i went to the theme parks this week i went to universal wait michael it is a global pandemic and you went to a theme park don't fucking act like you were there michael there's a global pandemic we cannot be around people oh so did you not go to universal with me and Gwen michael <laughs> we cannot be around people right we didn't go to, we didn't go to universal <laughs> yeah we didn't go and have fun and drink and see mardi gras at the universal right. park i caught multiple beads what'd you do for those beads michael mm, i'll tell you off the air <laughs> 
<laughs> you flashed a little teat. Anal beads. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So you flashed a little hole. Oh, honey. Well, in your case, a gaping hole. I'm a holy roller. <laughs> I can't deal with you. You're an idiot. What else did you do this weekend? I think that was all that I did. Oh, and I worked. Oh, you worked. Serving at. Oh, you're serving the children? Ooh, I'm serving chips and salsa, essentially. But... <laughs> <laughs> and half fresh margaritas from four to seven. <laughs> if that doesn't give away where Michael worked. Money through writing. Money through <laughs> What did you do this weekend, CJ? You know, I lived my best life. We, uh, we, as in like me and my famous husband, Junior Minge, we went ahead and celebrated the fact that we are a two-time Watermark Wave Award-winning cast and crew for the Golden Gals Live. Congratulations. And I also pair that with an eye roll when you say my famous husband. Well, you know, if I just say Ginger Minge, people go, oh, so he's married to a red vagina? No. People know who your husband is, CJ. Yeah, but I like to just reinforce it and make sure they remember. Anyways, congratulations. I had no idea that... That we as the collective TV land live won. We did. This is the second year in a row we won for favorite local theatrical play. We also came in third with the same award for our uh, Roseanne parody that we did before quarantine started. It's a rough life out there fighting against yourself for these awards. It is. And then our good friend Gidget Galore from Orlando, Florida, won favorite local drag queen. Cheers to the other lady. I love her. Right. Anyway, yeah, congratulations to the Golden Girls and TV land live. If you want to check us out, you can see us in May at the Claremont Performing Arts Center. May. Uh, 14th, 14th and 15th. Yeah, you can get your tickets at tvlandlive.com. If you go to tvlandlive.com and you hit the stream button, you can actually watch the award-winning performance of the Golden Gals at Christmas Musical. They can? They can. Wow. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> I winked. And every $10 goes into his pocket, so thank you. Sure does. So buy it up, bitches. <laughs> Michael, you know, so some things have changed since we recorded the first original episode. Have they? They have. Which brings us into my favorite segment that we have here on the Cranstein Bears. Time, weather, and... Always. The world according to the gaze. Sis. Sis. <laughs> Honey. Did you see the Meghan Markle interview with Prince Harry and Oprah? So I heard about it. What's going down? Bish. So Meghan Markle is essentially going to blow up the fucking Buckingham Palace. Like it's about to explode, says. Oh. She, first of all, well, she, a lot of things happened. Well, she accused the royal family of racism. <laughs> so, so un- wait, 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 wait. Like the, like the, like qu- the queen and Prince Philip. Like she said that they are racist. Oh. Yeah. So let's unpack that one first. So. Let's unpack Because <laughs> there's more, but that's yeah. like the big one. So apparently. Apparently, Meghan Markle, so you, you like know about the royal family, right? You know who she is and like all that fun stuff. I knew she was, she's the actress that turned royal. Essentially. So, okay, Princess Diana had two kids. Prince Harry is like a prince, prince, prince William's one that's going to eventually become king. So Prince Harry married this uh, American actor, Meghan Markle, and she is like, you know, she's like the one that's going to blow up the royal family, you know, because uh, Harry left the royal family. They're no longer working royals. Essentially, they have nothing to do. They wash their hands and move to America. Oh. While Meghan was pregnant with their first son, Archie, they were still living in the UK and they mm-hmm. still were like part of the royal family family in air quotes they aren't really fucking doing anything sitting on their ass <laughs> and like having a castle somewhere I don't really know so there was all this talk before she had the baby that he wasn't going to get uh, a prince title that he wasn't going to get royal security and all this shit because and I quote we didn't know how dark his skin was gonna be when we had him end quote this is surprising to me for a few reasons one I love Queen Elizabeth I think she is one of the most amazing women who's ever existed for uh, for two reasons one because of the shade that she always threw at Donald Trump on his state 
state visits over there. Just her faces and her mannerisms when he would approach were like everything. Second, that bitch could wear anything and it looks absolutely stunning on her. She is a fashion icon. I am very surprised that she is a raging racist. I'm gonna interrupt you for a second though. Like, did you expect a family that protects kitty diddlers to like not be racist? Wait, they protect kitty diddlers? Yeah, Prince Andrew apparently diddles kids. Oh, well, yeah. this is news to me. I did oh, not know. I, I'm like all up on the royal family girl. Like, the crown is like my fave show. Like, I know I can ramble off some fucking Queen Elizabeth history unlike to anybody. Like, give me that Queen Elizabeth history in Jeopardy because I will fucking daily double that shit. Is the Queen Elizabeth your Snatch Game character? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But anyway, hearing that the royal family is like that is very surprising to me. Right. And like I said, like, it's a, it's mind blowing because you think, oh, this girl's marrying into royalty. She's got it all. And like, this interview fucking blew it up. You know, she said she was so like distraught and like didn't know what to do and like was so treat like treated so poorly that she literally contemplated suicide and like went to the human resources department of the royal family. Wait, time out. Wait, I'm going to interrupt you again. The castle has an HR department? They do. The royal family does have a human resources department. Could you imagine being the HR person who calls like Prince Philip and goes, uh, can we have Prince Philip come down to the HR office? I don't think we that's a, how that we works. We have a write-up for him to sign? I don't think that's how that works. Do they get terminated by this HR person? No. I mean, unless you're Princess Diana, because you know the royal family well, killed her. <sighs> You and your conspiracy theories. It's not a conspiracy theory. The royal family killed her because she was pregnant with that driver's baby. Anyway, so whatever. So it was so bad that her like her mental state was so bad that she went to human resources and like begged for like therapy and begged for like mental health help. And they basically like told her fuck off and like we're not gonna help you out because we don't do that as a royal family. So it was crazy. Like she was like saying that they refused to protect her. Like they were willing to lie and protect other members of the family, but not willing to tell the truth about her. And it was just this whole fucking thing. And then all the stuff with Kate Middleton that was going on, like them fighting behind the scenes was apparently all crafted by the royal family to make her look like a villain holy shit yeah she's like her and like harry's sitting right by her like uh-huh yep 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 like i had this my crazy family and oprah was like flabbergasted because she was like trying to figure out which one of them was the racist but megan was like <laughs> megan was like all like hush hush she was like it was the family and it would be very damaging meaning queen elizabeth is a racist i also love that you're saying that prince henry well he's not a prince anymore. it's prince harry Prince Harry, whatever. He's not a prince anymore. Harry. He's te- he's the son of Princess Diana and Prince Charles, so he's technically still a prince, even if he abdicates the throne. Um, is sitting there going, mm-hmm, bitch, keep talking, because it's you that's going to get fucking whacked, not me. Oh, they're like, gonna, like, they're, they're like no, but like, If Meghan Markle disappears, we know if why. If her car crashes, we know what happened. We know what happened. Did you see what happened in the Senate, in the House, Michelle? I heard we're getting more money. We're getting more money! Come on, give me that Trump check. Uh, it's actually a Biden it's check a Biden now. Che- it's a Biden bill. Trump check, ooh! Oh, you like that? It's the Biden Biden bills, we're getting fourteen hundred dollars. Oh, he's like a brother announcer. The lottery is fourteen hundred dollars <laughs> from KPMG. We are getting fourteen hundred dollars thanks to the Biden bill. Um, we also now, as a community, and by community I mean the LGBTQIA plus as the I alphabet called, mafia, the alphabet mafia. We now have equal protection in the United States. I can be as gay as I want to be, and mm-hmm. you can't do shit about it, sis. Yup. Trump sat there and said, "No more. If you're gay, you can get fired. If you're gay, you can get denied a job." But Biden said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh." my beer um and now thanks to the democratic controlled house and senate we now have equal protection under this bill which is amazing news that means if you are a bake shop and you don't want to bake for me because i suck a dick guess what bitch you're going to jail bake that fucking cake or you're gonna go to jail right (laughs) that sounds obnoxious we're not like that but like girl 
Girl, if, excuse if, my fucking cake. If I was that couple that was denied a cake because of my yeah. sexual preference, sexual preference, sexual that preference, is how I say it. Yeah, I would have rage tweeted just like I did when we went to Longhorn, <laughs> and uh, I would have owned the bakery. But it is good news that we now have equal protection, so it gives our community a little bit more relief knowing that if they have a job, they can't get fired for loving who they love. They can't be denied a place to live or anything like that, based solely on being. Gay. Speaking of being gay, what Michael? Do you see gay Mardi Gras was this past week? <laughs> gay Mardi Gras. I didn't even know. I fucking don't even know what real Mardi Gras is about. Like here we got gay Mardi Gras. I think the difference between gay Mardi Gras and regular Mardi Gras is job straps. Well, instead of flashing your tits, you flash your cock. I don't think that's how that works because <laughs> I don't think that's how. No. Well, yes, Michael. We just did have uh, the Sydney gay and lesbian Mardi Gras in Australia. In Australia, is it is just sound, in Australia. Is that, is that how they sound? Um, it takes place in Sydney every year except for last year because of COVID. Um, it is the largest pride event in Oceania, which is New Zealand and Australia, Ooh. which is amazing. We just had COVID going on all of last year. New Zealand actually was the first country to be completely COVID free. That's why Tom Hanks ran away there and escaped. So gay Mardi Gras over in Sydney. We had some awesome things go on. You know, if you don't know what the gay Sydney Mardi Gras is, it is the largest celebration in Sydney, Australia for the gay and lesbian community. It's kind of like world pride, but every year. Oh, okay. I, and I bet Courtney Act was there. I bet she was. She was she's like an Australian gay. Yeah, she is an Australian gay, yeah. Um, you know, in 2019, they had 16,000 people in their parade. Ooh, that's a lot. Um, that's a lot of gays. That is a lot of gays. And over 500,000 people attended it in That's a lot of gays. That is a lot of gays in one we place. We should go. No, thank you. I went to World Pride right before. I went to the one in Toronto. I went to World Pride in New York City. How was that? Accidentally, because we were booked during it. Um, The parade was 10 hours long. Yeah, it's real long. The parade started at 9 o'clock in the morning and did not end till midnight. And there were people still waiting to leave the holding area to start the parade that drag queens who were booked for it were literally like, we're not going anywhere. I have other shit I have to do. Right. I did the one in Toronto when it was, I don't know, like almost 10 years ago at this point. And it was the, it was the year Bianca Del Rio won Drag Race. It was, that's how long ago it was. Oh but boy. I was like a young, supple gay. <laughs> Now you're was young and Twinkie back then. Yes, and now you love Twinkies. Now I'm filled like a Twinkie. Gross. Um, but yeah, so not to be upstage, girl, did you see what they fucking announced for Game Mardi Gras? I did, and we will talk about that when we get back from commercial. Like, we really needed another fucking season of Drag Race. Can you just tell them the truth? Can you say to the world, you're not giving him a title, and we want to keep him safe? And that if he's not a prince, then it's not part of the tradition. Just tell people and then they'll understand. But, but they wouldn't do that. In those months when I was pregnant, all around this same time. So we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security. It's not going to be given a title. And also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene caused more controversy this week after she put up a sign outside the office of a congresswoman with a trans daughter that read... There are two genders, male and female, trust the science. Here to comment is Marjorie Taylor Greene. You've only been in office a few weeks and you're already making a lot of news. I know. You know what? They're calling me Congress's new it girl. Oh, it like the new thing? No, it like the evil clown that preys on children. Oh, yeah. Well, why did you put up that sign outside your office? Because we have to trust the science, Colin. You know me. I'm a science person. I love science. I'm always talking science. Okay? Unless that science is about climate change, coronavirus, space lasers, evolution, the metric system, the rhythm method, breastfeeding, living on Mars, Jesus' skin color, or Santa's skin color, by the way, which is what? You see... 
science teaches us that there are two genders because our bodies are made by God a certain way, okay? For women, it's milk, milk, lemonade, around the corner fudge is made, okay? <laughs> and for boys, it's big, hairy chest, just like King Kong, cracked in the butt, two balls, ding dong. We're in school, there's the podcast. <laughs>good news everybody good day mate good day mate if you were feeling like the void was not filled with enough drag content well are you in luck we have the kiwis that are gonna kick you with us on australia down under drag race i hate that you just said that <laughs> stupid i didn't say that you it's didn't it. come up with that you got that out of a fucking article entertainment weekly said it i knew you didn't come you're not that clever fuck off yes i am so yes announced during gay mardi gras in sydney we are gonna have drag race down under michael down under what that's the name of it. Oh. We have another... I thought you meant it's going to be underwhelming like every other season of Drag Race that's currently going on. No, UK is really good. But yeah, they announced that we're going to have another season of Drag Race coming out this year. If you didn't already get bored and sick and tired of watching it, well, guess what? This one's coming sometime this year in 2021. Well, you know what's going to happen soon because they're not going to announce all the girls that sit on the season for six months. No, I agree. So we'll probably see it sooner rather than later, which is fine by me. Get them all out of the system now. This way we can at least have some time to go by before... You know, season 14 starts before Canada 2 happens, before UK 3 happens, before Spain happens, before Drag Race Moon happens. Right. <laughs> We're going to we... get Drag Race Moon Colony. Right, before we get the aliens on the right. show. Right. Did you get a chance to watch the cast reveal? I did, I did. You know, uh, Ginger has been to the Australia multiple times over the last couple of years. Uh -huh. So she's filled me in with all of these queens that were just recently announced on the season. And some of them I've been following on social for quite some time and I've become like friendly with them. I don't necessarily know them personally because I've never been down under before but yeah did you get to see it? I did my number one choice I bet you could guess what's gonna be someone I followed on Instagram for a long long time is it Art Simone? no it's Karen from Finance oh. she's my choice is she your choice? my two top are Karen from Finance and Kidamine those are my top two like that's like it's gonna be between those two I'm convinced yeah I also like etc etc just because she kind of looks like Scarlet Envy yeah. are you going based solely on their cast reveal or have you done your research and gone through like their Twitters and their Instagram and their YouTube. So the only two I've ever followed pre to the announcement was Karen from Finance and Kidamine. I think their aesthetic is something uh, a little bit different. It's very, very campy, but like a different twist on it, like the Australian twist. Whatever that and is. And Karen Michael. from Finance is like an inside joke between me and a group of my friends. So your fantasy is working in an office. My fantasy is working. <laughs> yep. That's the, that's the dream. <laughs> if I had to pick my top two solely based off of what I know about them, it would definitely have to be Ketamine. I love Ketamine. I think she is hilarious. She has a great drag sense. She knows who she is and Art Simone. Art Simone is really pretty. And the reason I say those two, besides I already told you why Ketamine, but I think Art Simone because kind of like the Vivian, she already has the drag race brand established with her since she already has that show on Wapo. Wow, yeah. Art Simone looks like Elliot, kind of. She does. I just feel like it's the same thing with Vivian. Vivian walked in for season one of UK. Oh, we knew she was going to win the second she walked in the yeah, door. Yeah, and I was like, oh, Vivian's here. Cool. So there's your winner. So we can all go home. Yeah, we don't have to watch the season. And lo and behold, look who won. How about we get into our drag race recap for the week? <laughs> Now it's off to the races. So as we enter the 18th week of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 13, we are now at 22 girls left in the season. <laughs> and we finally made it to the second challenge. <laughs> no, but it was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like, do you remember like watching Spongebob as a kid and it was like 10 hours later and then it would like 
click yeah. back and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's literally Drag Race this season. But good news, everybody. We finally made it to Snatch Game. <laughs> yes. So I adore Snatch Game. I think it's probably one of the best challenges they have every year. That's the like the thing that makes people that don't watch Drag Race want to watch Drag Race. It's what got me into Drag Race. I saw a clip of season four Snatch Game and I was like, oh, this is great. I got to watch it. That made you want to watch Snatch Game? Yeah. God bless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're finally at Snatch Game. Usually Snatch Game is the halfway point in the season. It ain't this show. It is not this time. We went into Snatch Game with nine girls. I felt like they just like, everybody came in and they're like, oh, Snatch Game time. That's like yeah. how it feels. Nine girls. It's the most that's ever been on a Snatch Game. Which is cool. I'm fine with that. You um, can see people do characters. In my opinion, and uh, you know, my opinion is the only one that matters, mm. it was probably the worst Snatch Game I've ever seen. I don't think it was the worst, but it's up there with some of the In worst. the recent seasons, I think it is. I think every Snatch Game from season five through what we just witnessed was strong. Everybody was Last strong. season's wasn't that good. I think it was better than this one. Everyone was kind of, was very strong in what they did last year. And I think this year we really had, you knew who was going to be the top and you knew who was going to be the bottom. The second Mick opened her mouth with that Paris Hilton, I was like, <laughs> bitch, she gonna win. She was so spot on. Like, she was. I'm like obsessed with Paris Hilton and I like know everything there is to know about Paris Hilton because she was my like original obsession as like a young gay teen. Shocker. Fuck off. <laughs> and literally that is Paris Hilton to a T, like turns on that fake voice for the camera. Like when she made reference to like Paris Hilton using a fake voice, like on television, so great. So I great. also think though, and I'm probably gonna get rid for filth and people are probably gonna hate me for this, but I think Mick had a very unfair advantage going into Snatch Game as Paris Hilton. Because they're friends. Because they're friends. Because but, she's but Shangela and Jennifer Lewis are friends, and she did Jennifer Lewis. But I feel like Jennifer Lewis isn't a character. She is Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis is Jennifer Lewis, through and through, no doubt. Paris Hilton is a character. Paris Hilton has come out and said she uses a fake voice. Jennifer right. Lewis doesn't. That's fair. You know, Paris Hilton has come out, and that is the character that Paris has put out there. So it's easier to do that than it is to do a person who doesn't do a quote-unquote character. I mean, I thought Simone did a great job as Jennifer Lewis. You're so stupid. She literally played Jennifer Lewis as Harriet Tubman. Yes, I would agree. Fantastic and hilarious. Her Harriet Tubman was hilarious, but she played Jennifer Lewis. But how do you make Harriet Tubman funny? Uh, like that, probably. Exactly. You can't take somebody who is so groundbreaking in something like the Underground Railroad and make it funny without doing something like what Simone did. And I think Simone was great as Harriet Tubman because her, she made me laugh. Her I, joke about hiding from the white people is one of the funniest things oh, I've yeah. heard on that show in a you long know, time. I thought it was hilarious. And then, you know, we get people like Utica who do Bob Ross and completely just destroy the character. I can't roll my eyes any farther into the back of my head with this one because I'm sorry. Let's start. Let's just start from the beginning with this. Bob Ross had an afro. You can wear an afro and not appropriate because he was a white man with an afro. B. But before you get to your B part, Michael, you have to understand that the fan base, no matter who they do, if they do Bob Ross, yes, he was white. Yes, he had an afro. He was a white man with an afro. He was a white man with a fucking perm. But the fan base will not look at it as that way. They will look at her appropriating culture. Right. I get that. And it's sad that they have to think like that. No, that is really, you have to think like that. Like going into the show, you have to think, okay, what am I going to do to not fucking ruffle any feathers? Like exactly. It's because the fan base is toxic. You said it. You didn't. I did. I'll, I'll <laughs> say it until I'm, I'm, I'm blue in the face. Even aside from the fucking, whatever that fucking squirrel afro was, <laughs> Bob Ross never even painted squirrels. So I don't know where like in the grand sphere of things that came, like she came up with that. Bob Ross also didn't eat paint and Utica did. And he didn't talk like this. And he didn't paint landscapes. He painted happy little trees. He painted landscapes with happy little trees, Chris. Yes, but he didn't go, look at this happy little landscape. Yeah. Look at this landscape. Look at her. It, it would have been better if she was like, look at these happy little trees. That would have been funnier. And then you get Tina Burner. Hers was boring. It wasn't bad. It was just boring. I love Tina Burner. She is the current reigning Miss National Comedy Queen for the fifth year in a row because of COVID. <laughs> I've gotten close to Tina because of that. You know, I'm a big advocate for that, that pageant system. Her impression was so bad. It wasn't bad. It was okay. What the fuck with 
with those legs? I don't know. What the fuck was with her makeup? It looks like <laughs> Tina Burner in an afro. But she wore an afro. Right. Well, they've already been coming for her, the fans, pre this. Her impersonation of Richard Simmons, Richard Simmons was uh, was interesting. Um, and then you move to somebody like Olivia Lux. Girl, who, girl, who girl. I will give her credit for trying. No. No, listen, hear me out. Um, I give her credit for doing someone people don't know as, as well as everyone else on that panel. Um, but girl, what? Didn't she apparently <laughs> want to do someone else they wouldn't let her? I didn't. I heard she was going to do someone else they wouldn't let her. Oh, I... I oh, Rachel Doliaz. Oh, Rachel, Rachel Dolazar? Dolazar, whatever her name. Rachel, Rachel Dolazar. Dolazar. Probably a good idea that she did. <laughs> I, that. I think that would have fucking slayed. Yeah. Problematic. You know, and then you get people like Patrick Candy Muse. Girl. That was Candy Muse and Patrick Starface. <laughs> Girl, it was so bad. Do you watch Patrick Star's videos? I do not. Okay, so he doesn't talk like that. He doesn't act like that. He doesn't look like that. <laughs> he literally looked like Candy Muse the fucking turban. So you would give her an Two F thumbs on, down. Two thumbs down. I'd give her an F for most of this whole season. Damn, Two thumbs down for that. Well then. Boom. I will say that the US version of Drag Race right now is probably my least favorite that I've seen in the last two years. I want to go back to Olivia Lux for a minute though. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm, that was bad. Bad, yeah. bad, 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 bad. I'm a firm believer of you know Snatch Game is coming. Right. Learn a fucking character. I'm, yeah. Period. End of story. Done. Let's move on to the UK, Michael. Oh, okay. Let's take a little trip. A little trip over to the United Kingdom, shall we? <laughs> Now we move over to the UK, Michael. Cheerio. Let's get a little spot of tea, shall we? Yeah. Crumpets. Crumpets. (laughs) What else do they eat over there? They just did their stand-up comedy challenge. I don't want to talk about this. Well, we're going to, Michael. I'm really sad. I know you are. My choice is no longer my choice anymore. (laughs) Because would you like fries with that? Took her spot. Michael, I'm so sorry to hear that your favorite Ahura just went home. Spoiler alert, by the way. She was such good TV. She's one of the best pieces of TV I've seen in a long time on reality TV, and I watch a lot of reality television. Yeah, he sure does. We uh, entered the challenge with a mini challenge where Ellie Diamond won the mini challenge. That is the only reason why fucking Ahura went home was because Ellie Diamond put her in a shitty spot. And Ellie had to pick the order for people to do their stand-up comedy routine, and she put Ahura first. Girl, she ruffled so many fucking feathers with this. Yeah, she put Ahura first, she put herself second, um, then she put Bimini, Lawrence, and then Taste closed out the show. Lawrence went fucking off. Oh yeah, into a tailspin of hate towards Ellie. Well, my thing was like, girl, she was not just trying to fuck a whore over. She, with that lineup that she did, she fucked every single person over and didn't play to anybody's strengths. And I get that you're in a game and you're trying to like fucking win and play that head game bullshit. Not cool. Here's here's my take on it. It is a game. You were trying to win the game. Oh, I get that. You are trying to win that trip over to Hollywood to film something with the World of Wonder team. If Ellie wins, is it going to be because of that? Is she going to bring Lawrence over with her and film it with her? Well, I'll let you know. She's probably not going to win the show. But it so. doesn't matter. If you go first, second, third fourth fifth it doesn't matter in, in stand-up comedy you're if you're funny you're funny yes but i think it's a mindset thing where like if you're first like my like an award show mm-hmm. people remember the person that opens the award show and closes the award show fucking Nicki minaj that performed six sets in nobody remembers but fucking lady gaga or katie perry that opened or closed people remember same thing with a comedy show you remember who's open and who closes i don't believe that if you get put first second third fourth or fifth it doesn't matter as somebody who has been put in a opening position for something you work 10 times harder to go out there and impress somebody you know as a wrestler i've been what we like to say as a curtain jerker which is always the first match curtain jerker yes because you open the show you open the curtain you are the first one to go out there if you do really well people will remember it if you do really bad people will remember it right. if I was second and did really good or really bad people will remember it right it doesn't matter where you are it's about playing the game if you're going first then fucking hit it out of the park if yeah. you're going last hit it out of the park don't suck I'm just salty that a horror went home 
grow up. It's a game. I know, but she's. I'm not gonna be a piece of shit here. But her runways and her performance up to this point has been so much better than Ellie's. Up to this point, it has been. That's just fucking inherent, not showing bias. I she has three wins. Ellie has nothing. It's middle coast and middle of the road. Ahura's won three times. But who's still there and who's not? Because of circumstance, Ahura should have done better. I don't think one challenge determined you going home, but that's that's how drag races always work. I know. Since the beginning, I know. We are 500 seasons. It's fine. In. She'll come back and win an All Star season. It's fine. To that point, if you are ever cast on Drag Race, learn comedy. Don't... And learn to fucking sew. Don't go to the competition blind. Go take a fucking acting class. Go take an improv class. Do something. Yeah, but you know how it works. So they find out they're on. They don't have fucking six months to plan. But I feel like if you're going to audition for the show. Have it in your mind. Have it in your mindset. Say, I'm going to audition for Drag Race. I'm going to do this. I'm going to invest the money in into this Into my chance. art. Learn, learn the talent of improv. Learn the talent of acting. Right. Learn the talent of sewing. And the talent of a character for Snatch Game. Right. It is something that you know is going to happen every year. Right, you're going to just you, do it. Right, you have the same set of challenges. You have a girl group challenge. You have a fucking yeah. comedy challenge. You have a sewing challenge. And you have a snatch game. And regardless of if you attempt to do drag race, learning improv is great if you ever want to be a host of something. Learning a character is great if you ever want to do a character night at your bar or club. Right. You know, learning to sew so you can make your own shit. It's a it's a talent that you should probably know as a drag queen. Right. Sorry, I'm not a drag queen, but I'm somebody who is passionate about acting and stuff like that. It's a skill you learn. Speaking of the drag race, though, girl, did you see the fucking drama that's happening with the UK? Oh yeah, I'm living <sighs> for it. Another fucking person's bullied off the internet. Fucking Lawrence Cheney had to delete her Twitter again because people on the internet are nasty. And to that, and Tia Coffee got bullied too. Like a lot of people are getting bullied yeah, this I mean, season. I mean, Jeffrey Jeffrey Bower Chapman got bullied off of social media as well. Yeah, but he was a dickhead too. on Canada Drag Race. Yeah, but that's what th- we saw. He yeah. was Simon I mean, Cowell. He's a, he is a sweetheart in person. I love him. I've met him multiple times. He seems super nice, but then when I watched my Canada Drag Race, I was like, he, "You're very unlikable." He's a sweetheart in person. He introduced me and Ginger to Dustin Mulligan from Shit's Creek. But so Lawrence was bullied off of social. She put out a statement on Saturday about all of it. In this letter to the fans, she said, I did what I did. You all sit here and say it's a game, but if I had walked over to Ellie's clothes on the rack and poured paint on them, do I get in trouble because it's just a game? Or if I went out there and burned all of her wigs, well, do do I get a pass because it's a game and I'm doing what I have to do to win? And then she just basically made herself look a little bit on the younger side by going and lashing out about all of this. It just brings it back to the point that social media is toxic and social media is unfair and social media doesn't you know doesn't always work for everybody you're right michael and let's dive back into that after this commercial break once again they're not commercials yes, they're. ellie diamonds just loves dick <laughs> hard hard just like my penis <laughs> and i've kissed and snogged them all but i can catch any guy or any fly with my massive tongue <laughs> Next, she's a businesswoman, socialite, and DJ. Please welcome Paris Hilton. Hey, Rue, how's it going? Just let me know when the cameras are rolling and we'll kill it. Well, we've started. The cameras are rolling. Oh, shit. That's so embarrassing. Sorry. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. My goodness, your voice changed just then when you found out that we were on camera. You're so obsessed with me. It's everything. I kind of am obsessed with you. You're so hot. You're listening we're in Scene Bears, the podcast. Welcome back from the commercial, everybody. Oh, did you miss us? Did you? I just, it, they're not commercials. Michael, 
We're not on the radio, Chris. What would you like me to call it then? I, I don't know. A yet. piss break? A pee break. What, what, a, yeah. dr- a cocktail commercial? I don't know. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> You're that's welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Michael, you were saying before we went to our commercial how social media is unfair. What do you mean by being unfair? I feel like the policing of social media and I feel like the way people are treated on social media is inequitable. Stop using SAT words. These people are sitting in their car phone or something. They're not going to be able to fucking Google that word. I got a 1640 in my SATs. No, I think that... I think a lot of times social media is unfair and not always fit for everybody. I feel like it's not an inclusive space. I mean, have you ever felt like you are victimized on social media or like looked down upon or anything like that? Or like just like social media treated you in a wrong way? Because you have a little bit of a bigger social media following than I do. So like you are kind of more in the light of that that, than I would say I am. Um, I am. I can't talk. See, on my end, it's a little bit different because I, this is going to sound pompous, but I don't mean for it to at all. as a public figure, because of Ginger, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound pompous at all. You're you're a public figure because um, you're married to someone that's famous. My social media is a lot more under the spotlight than say yours. Right. So I really have to kind of censor what I say because of that. I don't get the freedom of going out and really defending certain things because I know at the end of the day that'll look bad. Or even commentating on things that you have to be careful what you say. Exactly. And what I post. I can't go out there and post, you know, a naked photo of myself as much as people would love to see then, as much as I would love to post that kind of stuff on Twitter because I love who I am and I love the way I look. Right. I just simply can't. But you Um, you even even things like you post like when you're not naked though, like things that are like kind of risque but not really do you ever get yeah, like you know I, backlash I, from that i've had photos taken down almost instantly because of you know the way i look i'm and you'd have too you know I have. Right, you know before we taped this michael had gotten a notification that one of his photos that he posted in october was taken down right yeah we were yeah we were staying in a hotel and I took this cute picture of myself like in a jock strap like looking cute and whatever and like i don't post that kind of stuff on the internet like i'm just like yeah. not super self-confident so, like i don't post that shit usually that's not your thing I, right that's not my thing but i was like looking super fucking cute so i yeah. posted it and today or the other day it got taken down because someone reported it for a nudity which is which is kind of shocking because like when I've had a photo taken down, uh, this is my example and it's the most relative example because it's something that everyone has seen. When Adam Levine did that photo shoot with the hands over his crotch, I mimicked the same exact thing. Right. And mine was instantly taken down within three minutes of it going up, and his is still circulating on the internet. It's right. Still on his on his Twitter page. It's still on his only uh, his only <laughs> on his uh, Instagram and his Twitter pages. But because of who he is and the way he looks, it's socially acceptable for those photos to be posted because i'm a bigger person because i'm a hairier person the social media world doesn't accept those photos companies like twitter or facebook facebook instagram Instagram, if you don't look a certain way they do not allow your photo to be up and i have seen many a photo of twink's buttholes on my instagram right i have seen many a photo of well-endowed women's breasts Busty ladies. Busty babies on my Instagram. You know, and then I look at what I've posted and go, mine is nowhere near that, so why is mine going to take it down? And the only thing that possibly could be is because I am a plus-size bear. Right, and I feel the same way, like... I've never been naked on the internet. Well, I've never been naked like that on the internet before. In that way, <laughs> if you know where to find it, you know where to find it. Michael, Michael's OnlyFans is coming very soon. No, it is not. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but I've never like I don't post pictures like that. But like the little, the little that I have posted, like I've posted like me laying on my stomach and like my flashing my ass like over my shoulder, like that got taken down. But I see little twinks with their fucking legs over their head and their ass spread. And they can have whatever they want on the internet and nothing is said or nothing is done. And I think we're disproportionately policed because we look a certain way. Well, yeah, absolutely. I feel like social media... Because we're not marketable. 
We're exactly. not. You're not going to put me as a thumbnail on a Discover page. You're not going to put me as like hot new profiles on Grinder or Scruff or like Growler or like whatever fucking faggoty app you're using. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to put me as a thumbnail. You know, it's getting to the point now where like those community apps like Growler and Scruff that were designed for people like us have turned their marketing more into the leaner, hairier people. So the otters and the muscle cubs, they have turned their marketing more into that direction. So it makes those safe spaces for the bears, the heavier set bears, I should say, more segregated. Yes, a lot more segregated. You know, the animal kingdom, as I like to call the bear community, because everything is named after a species of an animal, has become such a segregated community when it used to be such a... Super inclusive community. It very much was. It was a very loving community. It was a safe community because everybody in the community looked like you. You know, we we have in Orlando during gay days, Tidal Wave, which is the bear Bear event. event. It is where all the bears go. They have the entire hotel to themselves. It is their place. It has now turned into more segregated. Right. More and more of the twink community has come to our event because we have more fun. Right. We are an all-inclusive event. We don't segregate against if you look a certain way because we all, we accept everyone for who they are. Right. But now our community has become so divided. It's turned into, you know, and I've seen it on, on the apps and I've seen it in person that if you aren't a muscle bear or you aren't a leaner bear, you aren't as accepted anymore. What's to the point where like, I'm not even on the apps anymore. I haven't been on the apps in almost a year at this point. Wow. It's good for been, you. Spence is the summer. Yeah, Spence since early this summer. How do so, you get like, dick then, Michael? The old-fashioned way I meet my people like <laughs> like organically, I guess. Where Michael? I still have my I still have my uh steady few that I'll head up. But. Oh, okay. Do you go to like truck stops and stuff and cruise that? No, day? I don't cruise truck stops. I have a couple friends that I will sleep with. Oh yeah. Gay. It's just turned really into what was an all-inclusive community into a very segregated community, and it's it's upsetting. It's very upsetting. And it's th- to the point where they don't feel like safe spaces anymore. It doesn't feel like you or it's okay to be who you are. Like it's like it's it's not a safe space anymore. It's not exactly. all-inclusive, and it's not it's not comfortable anymore. And I think that all stems from social media. And I absolutely, I think it all is all tied in together. And I think that we are perpetuating this body beautiful. Like you have to look like X, Y, and Z to be attractive in this community. I think that we so like or focus in as like population in general not even just a gay population just as like the human race and just as like like in America at least anyways like we laser focus in on what our idea of perfection is abs blonde hair blue eyes six foot tall like it, we laser focus on every, everything you're bombarded with marketing with television ads like if you have fucking pimples on your face the girl's not gonna fuck you because she doesn't like you so then buy Clarisol and then if you have bad breath buy the, buy the fucking toothpaste like it's like just so ingrained in your brain like you have to look a certain way and be a certain way and act a certain way for anybody to find you attractive or anybody to like you or anybody even want to fucking pay you any attention. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, my thing always is when people say there's no such thing as body positivity and it's pro-fat people, I always go to them and go, okay, well, I need you to name two people that look like me that are in mainstream media. And then and usually it's Lizzo. And when they can't, I go, name one person that looks like me that's in mainstream media. And people say Lizzo and I go, I don't look like Lizzo. Right. When I say me, I mean a white, fat, hairy person in the mainstream media. James Corden. You asked. I did. And that's one that they can name. And then I say name another one. Bruce Valange. Bruce Valange is not in the mainstream media. <laughs> they usually go Daniel Franzese. He's not even mainstream. Yes, but he's I love He's fringe of like... But I love my brother. Right. Uh, absolutely. It's a friend of yours. I'm just saying. It's like... <laughs> but he's not like... I wouldn't consider him mainstream because... Yeah. Like, right. But then, you know, my next thing is when they always say body positivity is, is pro-fat. I go, it's, it's not, It's though. not. I don't look at the, the 
the body positivity movement as pro-fat. I look at it as pro-beautiful. Pro-fabulous. I, I, pro-beautiful. That, you know, everybody's beautiful in their own Absolutely. way. And it has nothing to do with body size. It has everything to do with what the person perpetuates. Exactly. And it took me like a long time to be comfortable with like who I am and the way I look and all that fun stuff. And I don't think body positivity is any which way or the other. Like it's not because, oh, I don't want to work out or, oh, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. It's loving who you are and loving the skin you're in. Exactly. And to tie that all into the social media kind of aspect, it's very hard to be body positive when your posts get constantly removed because they don't fit a certain right. um, a certain look that these social media platforms Right, and you're constantly allowing. seeing all these people that are not getting their shit pulled down and yours is consistently getting pulled down yeah. and it's it's disheartening, honestly. So we want to hear from you. If you head over to the Queerenstein Bears podcast.com um, and you hit that contact button, let us know how you feel about the policing on social media. Let us know if you've ever had one of your photos or one of your posts taken down simply because of the way you look. We would love to hear your stories. You've heard ours. Now let's hear yours. Try being my size, Amy. You don't know how it is. There's stuff you can do. You want to be a it. big baby about everything. I ain't baby. You're the damn baby. Grow the up. You first. Bitch, I've been grown. I pay my bills. My bills are paid. Can you give a okay. girl advice? So this is this is the best advice that I got in high school from oh. one of my best friends. Okay. He was so skinny and he just had so much confidence. And I'm like, hey, like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Like, Why are you more confident than me? You're nuts are hanging when you walk in this room. <laughs> and he had the hottest girl in high school. He's like, you know what? I'm stuck in this body for the rest of my life. I don't get another body. I don't get to be anyone else. And if I don't love myself, no one else will love me. He's like, I'm so confident. Because I fucking love myself. This is me. Like, I'm I'm in this bitch. Yeah. Like, ladies, if you're listening, have a chocolate bar. Look yourself in the mirror. Remember who the fuck you are. And love yourself. Be confident. It's so sexy when girls are confident. Look, someone's going to have smaller nipples than you. Someone's going to have a bigger butt. Who gives up? Fuck. fuck. You are you. Right. And that's it. We're in Steam Bears, the podcast. <laughs> We're still in a bind here, CJ. Are we? Yes, we still don't have a name for our closing segment. We have gotten some good options, but we're not really like concrete decided on anything yet. So we need y'all to reach out to us via the medias and tell us what you want us to call this closing segment. So find us on social media under Queenstein Bears, the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And TikTok. And TikTok, or you can go to our website, QuarantineBearsPodcast.com, and let us know what you think we should close the closing segment. But until then, Michael... If you're going to go into a restaurant and sit down on a table with 10 other people at your table and run your server ragged, asking for refills of this, refills of that, special orders of things that aren't on the menu, changing everything in your dish, playing pick a menu where you pick something from this entree and something from this entree, something from this entree, and create a hybrid of things that the kitchen doesn't know how to make, and then you want to tip your server 15%. There's a special place in hell for you. 20% or nothing, and get out of my fucking section. Michael, did I have any day? I cannot confirm nor deny. I'll just ask your boss. And all they did was fucking drink water. Like, bye! <laughs> can I get a water with lemon and some sugar packets? I no. promise I'm not making lemonade. No, you cannot. You can fucking order a two ninety nine lemonade from the machine. <laughs> I won't refill it. If they do that, they get one glass of water. Oh. Fucking good looks doesn't pay my bills. It pays mine. Anyway. Um, good thing you only have one bill to pay. Anyways. Anyways, if you are on social media, anybody who is on social media, and you don't like what you see, keep scrolling. I don't care if you like the way I look. I don't care if you don't like the way I look. Just keep scrolling. Hit the unfriend button if you don't want to see it, or block my post and mute me. I could care less. At the end of the day, I love who I am. I am who I am. And that's all the fucking matters. I get muted a lot, I imagine, but usually it's with hands around my neck, so. Okay. That'll do it for this episode of the Queen Steam Bears 
the podcast if you like what you heard follow us like us subscribe to us also michael what next week what we are going to be making a huge announcement for the podcast that we're going to be doing a new thing every week but they'll have to tune in next week to find out i know you have to come back and see us next tuesday because we'll actually be out on tuesday next week (laughs) (laughs) that's the plan until then bye bye Bears the podcast.